2: On everybody, Vince Wright Sports Gov will be with you in just a couple minutes. Keep it tuned here. Spreaker.com, X Squad Sports Done Right coming up shortly. AK, what up everybody? We are back. Another Tuesday night edition of Sports Done Right coming to you from a very cold and chilly Midwest. Uh, the great state of Minnesota where it is probably about 10 degrees outside. Um, after a, what, 60 degree day yesterday, we are, uh, got a couple inches of snow and now we are in the depths of winter. So, um this is the time i really hate living here i ain't gonna lie i really am not gonna lie i really hate living here this time of year but it is what it is anyway sports done right from the land of vikings gophers and everything else i want to welcome you aboard and say what up uh early to our speaker.com chat room uh, let me give some shouts out for all the way from a very uh, pleasant and a little bit warmer Arkansas down in Little Rock. Big L, X-Squad affiliate, is joining us in the Spreaker.com chat room. Also, the lovely queen of the 305, she listens from Miami, Florida, and she's tuning in to Sports Done Right, Miss Mocabella. want to thank you for joining us as always. Uh, Sluggo is in the chat room as well, Mr. Georgia State alum former paratrooper defending these united states of america and we thank you for your service sir but he is the legal representation for the gov um want to thank sluggo for hanging out and of course troller extraordinaire he is the patriot fan number one always will be greg finney aka grego is joining us as well and uh oh, from duluth minnesota how can we forget the one the only member of the Minnesota Mafia, part de, Mr. Ronald Cameron, R.C., here in the Spreaker.com chat room. And the California man, the Raider Connection, Mr. Raider himself, Cedric Galloway, joining us here on Sports Done Right as well. And with that, we begin another show. So what can I say, man? Do I start with the Minnesota Vikings? Especially. Oh, and you know what? Before I get started with the number one seeded team in the NFC, I got to deal with the little team that borders us to the east here. Because ironically, I've been checking the demographics of the show here and the uh, at the Gov's uh, Palatial Lakeside Mansion here, and uh, the staff's been going through, and we are seeing an increase, my friends, an increase of listenership in the state of Wisconsin. And there's one of my new Twitter buddies, Shannon, out there, and she's hopefully listening tonight, but you gotta say it's WIS, like Swiss, so Wisconsin. And I gotta tell you something impressive impressive to the cheese heads that are hopefully getting a new dose of sports as we say done right and opening their eyes and educating them and you know so we welcome them all aboard by the way our gophers are getting ready to hit the court here in nebraska we'll talk about them here very shortly as well but yeah man i love it i love it so to all the the fine folks that have found their way um to to come over and listen to sports done right, welcome aboard. Thank you so much. Keep listening and keep spreading the word, man all right, and along with those Minnesota Vikings, like I said, the gopher's gonna be playing here. Uh, Michigan State's wrapping up their Big Ten game against Rutgers. Surprisingly, uh, Michigan State's only up 47-43. Five minutes left in the second half. This game is at Rutgers tonight, so we'll see uh, what uh, Izzo's squad can do and see if they can hold on. Uh, very tight game. Rutgers been playing pretty decently tonight. We'll see what they can do. Big L, want to talk to you about your Arkansas Razorbacks. Got smart, got rid of Bulama. Got to give him props for that. <laughs> Grego wants to know what's up with Gopher Volleyball. Gopher Volleyball won their uh, first match against the University of North Dakota in the NCAA tournament. Uh, Grego, I'll get you some information a little later in the show. Uh, me and Grego have a very, very, very favorite player on that squad, and I'm leaving it at that, my friend. <laughs> All right. So what else is going on? We'll talk a little bit about the Timberwolves, kind of where they're at. 14 and 11. I know a lot of people were expecting a little bit better record than that. And, you know, Jimmy Butler, while he went off the other night, kind of been missing at times. And I'm, you know, it might be deferring too much. Um, Gorgie Dang out there. He might need to get a little bit more playing time. Of course, everybody's always talking about Wiggins and the defense, especially here on this show. Uh, I really have been on Anthony Towns and Wiggins to get their defense, their defensive game, I should say, intact. But again, it is what it is. So along with that, got some good music here for a couple breaks tonight here on Sports Done Right. Uh, Sluggo in the chat room here. Co-champs, Big O. Next year there will be no co-champs, and there will be a championship game. Let me backtrack. See what they're talking about here. Oh, Arkansas State in the Sun Belt. Arkansas State, actually, where Tory, um, Tory's kid plays. That's right. I forgot. Uh, let's see here. What else are we gonna run through tonight? Obviously, Vikings recap. Can the Vikings? close it out undefeated here the last four games the vikings got look very very good and if they keep doing what they're doing there's no reason that they shouldn't be able to uh close out and finish out at what would probably yeah, 14 and 2 a lot of stuff needs to happen in between then well you know it is what it is so we're going to recap that falcons game good tough battle there just like the guff told you defense will prevail in that game and that's exactly what happened uh, Props to the Falcons. I mean, it's not like the Vikings ran away with this scoring-wise. So props to them as well. But, I, you know, I think Minnesota's just a better team. I do think we are, as of right now, the best team in the NFC. Obviously, people are always going to defer to Grego's Patriots out there until they get knocked off. So it is what it is there. Team broadcasting. That's Togo Uganda Coles is here in the Spreaker.com chat room. I want to say what up to him. I hope everything is well. He joins us from the the Republic of Texas, city of Houston, where my cousin domiciles, as I like to say. So I want to say what up to him. Grego in the chat room talking about oh, Grego's going to New Orleans, it looks like. And uh, Grego, who knows, man, might be a Patriots, uh, Vikings. Uh, you know what? Come on through if it happens, man. We'll take care of you up here. All right. Uh, what else we got going on? I think terms of our local crowd here, I think, like I said, the Gopher game, slated to start at 8, depending on when this game will end. I know the Wild are going tonight as well. So, man, it is going to be a, uh, a good night for you Minnesota sports fans out there. Uh, Wild kind of bounce back, still having some issues there with the lineup, kind of getting it going. Uh, my Blackhawks, kind of the same thing. As their uh, little—I don't want to say dynasty—but you know their their era of dominance is maybe winding down a little bit down there in Chicago. See Mick in the house, my main man. See Mick Mickelson. We haven't seen you in a minute, homie. See Mick out of the Cleveland metropolitan area, Ohio big 10 champions by the way we'll (laughs) we'll definitely talk about that a little bit later as well but C mick my man thank you for joining us C mick what let us know in the chat room man what you thought of your seahawks by the way um russell wilson played one of his better games that he's played in a very very long time so i'd be interested to see what a big fan like c mick has to say about his squad there um when we come back, or listen me, I'm trying to get the break early here, and that's not what I wanted to do. Um, what else did we want to do here? Bear with me. Of course, technology is not working. All right, there we go. So, um, again, we're going to talk about Gopher Hoops. going to talk a little bit about the Big Ten as the Big Ten season is starting. Uh, we'll talk a little bit about who's favorite it, things like that and for the first time too Wiss, wisconsin is not favorited um wisconsin's actually having some very very uh kind of a, a rough start in terms of their basketball team this year after coming off a few years of uh dominance and looking well in the big 10 so um i don't mind that though <laughs> I, I really just i don't mind that i, I don't like that school it is what it is i know but you know hey so jordan murphy for the gophers go warming up jordan murphy man player of the year possibilities averaging 21 points 12 rebounds keep an eye on glenn watson jr tonight for nebraska 12 points uh averages just under a couple steals a game uh nice looking young guard down there for nebraska could be a possible trap set up for our golfs man so the Gophers really got to stay on point um, RC says, oh, well, he's talking with Grego. Guess who stepped up in the room? Mr. Cabal himself, ex-squad affiliate. I want to say hi to Jersey Vern. Jersey, the one and only chief rocker, and you hear him here on our show, and you, know, you may hear him tonight because uh, he's been uh, having a lot of say about Ohio State, his alma mater where he went to, to school. But also the thing about Jersey is he's from New York City, loves his Yankees, loves his Knicks. And loves his Giants. And the Giants have been a, a cluster you-know-what here recently. So we might hear from Jersey Vern a little later on. Uh Clutch Sports Talk, Kev in the house. Big Kev, man, uh, first off, make sure you follow everybody that I just mentioned on Spreaker. Big Kev doing big things. Um, Clutch Talk Sports, let me tell you something, man. Raises the bar for all of us uh, sports shows out there. Uh, make sure you check him out, Spreaker.com, and also on the TuneIn app. Now, please put the information out there, so I want to make sure I get it right. Clutch Talk is a USA Sports Network. Uh, please share. He does a show on Monday and Friday mornings live, and sounds phenomenal. Great guest. I just listened to his last show today, so make sure you check him out. Quickly, Wisconsin and my Miami Hurricanes are going at it. Let's go, Miami. I like that. We'll be giving you a little bowl preview show here in the next few weeks before the holidays set in and we all go away um, with that. So um, glad everybody's joining us here. Again, if you want to call us, by the way, on Sports Done Right, the phone number 651-968-0124. Again, 651-968-0124. And I will get that out there in the uh speaker.com chat room as well so all right let's do this here let's get our first break in here because when we come back we're going to start hitting it hard and heavy minnesota vikings man that's where we're going that is where we are going so with that being said keep it tuned here i cannot wait okay and clutch sports talk here sports radio america network 8 a.m. to 10 a.m. Eastern Time, and that's on your TuneIn radio app. Uh, Make sure you check him out. Um, No problems there. Clay Davis has joined us as well. Clay says, Miami Hurricanes, damn, Vince, how many teams do you have? Um, A couple. I have a couple. But people tend to think it's more. But anyway, man, (laughs) let's do this here. Um, I will be right back. When we get back, we are going to get into it. Minnesota Vikings football, NFL football, Eagles finally lose to C-Mix Seahawks. Um, Lots of things happening here, and of course, we got some suspensions, coaches being fired for the Giants, Um, that Steelers-Cincy game last night, boy, that was something. Anyway, we'll get into it. Right after Bruno. (laughs) Sports done right. Keep it tuned. I know you didn't get your head down,
0: so you can just... Sound the Let's go, baby. I rock. I rock the sticky spot.
1: Are in and it's official. He's Minnesota's number one sports color commentator.
2: Damn Skippy.
1: The people got it right, and now it's time for you to get your sports done right. With the governor of sports talk, the honorable Vince Wright.
2: That's me. Let's get back to the show. All right, we are back and we are talking Minnesota Vikings football. We'll get into some of the other stuff that popped off over the weekend as well, but I want to welcome first and foremost. One of the happiest brothers I know down south. He is 334 Bama Boy. And his squad is in. I'll give him a beleaguered clap. Oh, my. I'm sorry. It's just. Uh, <laughs> it was, um, distracted by a little something on the uh, monitors here. Now I'm not going to say what it was. Wow. All right. Uh, Vikings falcons 14-9 not the most exciting game but i told you that defense was going to win this one the vikings coming through in the clutch at the beautiful by the way beautiful mercedes-benz stadium Uh, props to the atl and arthur blank for building a phenomenal structure Uh, I think it was actually the same company that built the Vikings' new stadium. There are some similarities. But, man, that is a funky stadium. Love the opening on the roof. Love the 360-degree scoreboard. I know we got a few people that listen to the show that are actually season ticket holders. Share your thoughts on that wonderful facility. But, yeah, that place is uh, very, very nice. But with that being said, man, uh, going into Week 13, Atlanta Falcons were actually one of the – League's better teams still are, but you know, one of the uh, hotter teams, maybe. Matt Ryan was averaging uh, just under 243 passing yards. And, well, you know, Atlanta coming into it. You know, 27 points in the victory, two games where they won with 34 points, but ran into our Vikings defense, baby. That's right. Vikings defense did a phenomenal job. Xavier Rhodes, the close Rhodes, as we like to call him, Harrison Smith, props to him, Everson Griffin, just the whole defense, you know, did a phenomenal job in keeping this very potent offense, by the way, in check, in check, so, um... Some notes that I took down on this game because so, there's some very interesting stats regarding this game. Now, I'll get into our chat room later again. Vince Wright, the sports governor of Minnesota, coming to you on Spreaker.com. This is sports done right. Uh, Falcons offense was held to three field goals and no touchdowns. It was the first time Atlanta was held without an offensive touchdown since the 38-0 loss to Carolina back in December 2015. So there are props again to our uh, defense. Um. Let's see here. What else did I have? So Vikings, in our second-ranked defense, held Matt Ryan. Now this is key to 175 yards passing for the first time since Week 10 of 2013. Falcons also failed to gain 100 yards between Devontae Freeman and Tevin Coleman. Okay. And they just got over a hundred due to uh, a couple rushes between Matt Ryan and Taylor Gabriel. So the Vikings really did a phenomenal job stopping not only uh, Julio Jones, who we'll talk about here in a quick second, but this kind of at times underestimated running attack of the Falcons as well. On the defensive side, um, we named a few. Let's name a couple more. Eric Kendrick's. He had 10 tackles. Anthony Barr, like we said, Xavier Rhodes, looking uh, very fine in the effort to uh, stop the Dirty Birds. And the Vikings, who are now 10-2. and two. There's, See, this is, this is one of the things I liked about this game. Not every game is going to be a game where you're throwing up, you know, 30, 35 points, 40 points, whatever. You got to win ugly sometimes, and that's what we do here. And that's what I said. I told you last week, I said def- the defense is going to win this game, and that's exactly what happened. Sluggo in our uh, Spreaker.com chat room. Minnesota should be proud of their team. That defense travel well. Of course, we knew uh, that with Zimmerman being their old defensive coordinator. Absolutely rc ronald cameron duluth minnesota if the falcons play the kind of defense they played against the vikings they'll have a shot versus new orleans on thursday yeah absolutely like i said we only put up 14 so um you know i mean it you know it was what it was but we came out on the uh on the good side so to speak um and we'll get into some vikings offensive stats here in just a moment bama boy um, kind of welcome him everybody. c Mick says they're saying Keenum compared to Gannon. Well, we're going to talk about Case Keenum and his, wow, dare we say, pro bowl year. <laughs> I mean, honestly. I, I mean, I, I really don't know. Harrison Smith on the defensive side. He broke up a number of plays. Um, you know that you know a lot of people don't really get to look at, but it was what it was. Um, so let's focus on a couple other things. They stopped Julio Jones, uh completely shutting him down. That's that's really what they did. Um so again, hats off. Rhodes looking phenomenal back there. Um you know, anytime you said that shut down an all-world, and literally arguably the best receiver in football, depending on who you ask. We'll definitely take that here in the great state of Minnesota because that's what I was worried about. Okay, so, um, you know, Falcons gave him a lot of looks in the first half, but they just couldn't get the ball to him. Chief Rocker. Jersey Vern says Minnesota's losing this week. Uh we'll get into Carolina here in a second. Grego says Bins is a stadium, nightclub lounge, sports bar, and mall all in one. If the Falcons play the oh, whoops, we read that one. All right. Sluggo says neither team made a mistake. It came down to who executed better in the red zone. Good point. Good point. Bama Boy, too much stuff going on in the stadium. The so-called fans not even interested in the game, they would rather hang out in the lounge or concession areas. That's the, that's either the good thing or the bad thing, how you feel about it with these modern stadiums, Vama boy. Um, you know, we have the same issue here. Uh, our Target Center was recently remodeled here for the Timberwolves to add more uh, club-type seating for, for the masses of people and, you know, to make room for an, another bar or two. You know, all these stadiums, our stadium where the Super Bowl will be held this year, hopefully the Vikings playing there, but same thing, you know, people just kind of want to get up, mosey around, watch the game, maybe from some different angles, and I don't know, I guess that's just the way it is now, homie. Um, Let's see here, let me check my other notes, so um, one of the other things, too, that I wanted to talk about was the kind of reemergence all of a sudden of Latavius Murray just solid man you know he's got that north south style he runs right at you but he's got a couple moves where he can dip and dap and slide and then get you a couple extra yards as well uh game just ended by the way big 10 country number three michigan state 62 52 over ruckers so michigan state continues on their journey again tom izzo has a real nice squad minnesota number 14th rank coming up on the big 10 network here Next with Nebraska, that game is at Lincoln. Uh, so, yes, Latavius Murray, looking good, man. Very, very happy for him. Obviously, with Dalvin Cook, you know, got lost in the mix earlier this year. Next man up, and that's what that's what winning teams do. So, um, what else did the Vikings do here? Well, I think Sluggo kind of looted about it. Protected the end zone, in the red zone. Kept them out of there. Three field goals. I mean, you can't look if you <laughs> if anybody said you're stopping Atlanta and holding them to three field goals, go buy a lottery ticket as well. And the Vikes pulled it off. Clay Davis says all the new stadiums are trying to get the casual fan to the game, so they put other entertaining options in. Yeah, that's what they're doing. You know, fixing up the Wi-Fi so you know you can be on the phones and the tablets and everything. I want to welcome Miss Nunu from Las Vegas, Nevada, out there in the big the big hot valley. I want to thank you for joining us uh, DJ Nunu. Again, she has a great music show. Follow her here on spreaker.com as well. Um now let's kind of talk about Case Keenum. 25 for 30, 227 yards, two touchdowns. The, and I'm trying to remember where I wrote this down from which Vikings website um not my notes but i just wanted to read it because it talks about his efficiency and that's really what case is it's amazing that he only threw five incomplete passes the entire game five incomplete passes the entire game y'all and didn't throw a single interception while adding two touchdowns and like we just said is 227 yards he's doing what needs to be done showing off his mobility without being flashy and taking unnecessary risks Well, that's one of the the things that has surprised a lot of Vikings fans is his mobility. Um, You know, when he's able to get out of the pocket, you know, I've heard it here, argued up here on, you know, with local media. That might be when he's at his best. Improvising, running around where we heard that before. The mobile quarterbacks of the world. Clay Davis says it was a lot of drop passes in the Falcons game versus the Vikings. They should have had more than nine points. I'm sure that is correct. But you didn't. Quick note, Dalvin Cook, by the way, has been rehabbing, and he is now jogging in the swimming pool. So he seems to be um, right back on track with his rehab. Latavius Murray last week, 16 carries, 70 yards. Jerick McKinnon had 24 yards on nine carries. Um, The receiving core, as we said, you know, um, while there were yards to be spread around, they were spread around with a lot of different receivers instead of focusing on Adam Thielen. Um, You know, I'm always a big fan of Kyle Rudolph, the tight end. I always say it on this show, people, when he has the ball, good things happen. And guess what? He got the ball for a touchdown. Thiedelin had 51 yards. Uh, Kyle had 36 yards. Stephon Diggs had a couple catches only for 32 yards. Jerick McKinnon out the backfield had five catches for 28 yards. Uh, Michael Floyd sighting, he had a couple catches for 20 yards, and that was really about it. Laquan Treadwell, C.J. Ham, uh, catch a piece. Uh, boy, I really wish Laquan could, could really get it going. I really do. <laughs> Just, uh, 3-3-4 Bama boy says I was at the last game at the dome versus the ain'ts <laughs> it was hyped especially when Vic came back um, Sluggle says Chief we played pen- plenty of big games pressure had nothing to do with it so the uh, the chatting is uh, off and running and out of Columbus Ohio Mr. O-H-I-O along with Jersey Vern is the one and only run cnc he goes by conrad cozy um thank you for joining us sir let us know how you feel your buckeyes not in there but again taking down wisconsin and i got a couple words to say in the next segment on wisconsin keecy ingram the leader of the x squad the digital demon behind it all has joined us as well thank you for joining sports done right tonight sir all right so there's the vikings let's take a look at the falcon stats here before we get on and talk about some other things matt ryan 16 to 29 a buck 73 and as we said freeman and coleman didn't even top 100 yards between themselves so we, we like that so no muhammad only had 43 yards julio jones and this is where xavier gets the props If you told me Julio Jones was only going to have two catches for 24 yards, like I said, I would have been down at the convenience store buying lottery tickets. But guess what? That's what happened. (laughs) That is what happened. So, again, props to Minnesota. Now, to the Minnesota Vikings fans out there, as we're heading into uh, Carolina here next week, It's going to be very, very tempting to get on the train and get on that front run of rag. And then I get it. We've been through this before in 1998. Let's just take it one step at a time. I am very happy the way this has played out because nobody expected us to to be in this position. Nobody. But here we are, 10 and 2. Uh, Packers found a way to win last week, so they're looking at getting their guy back, uh, Mr. Aaron Rodgers, setting up for another showdown with the Vikings in, in, about, in about, what, three weeks, a month, the last game, something like that. Sluggo says, Rhodes did not shed Julio Jones down. They rolled the safety over it all all game okay you know however we got to do it we that's because i mean that was that was for me sluggo that was the number one guy right there that was the number one guy so however however we had to shut him down just shut him down gophers tipping off uh the past three weeks the player of the week has been jordan murphy for your gophers so this should be a very interesting tilt i'll keep you updated as it goes along so that's what yeah so that's what's been going on there uh with your Minnesota Vikings. Um Vikings didn't start off too well. I know a lot of people were a little worried about you know the slow start there, but it was only a drive. I know Atlanta came kind of marched down the field on us and you know on the first couple drives. Settle in, it's alright. And Think outside of that. You know, special teams. You know, it would be nice to see if Marcus Sherels can can break one of these here soon. But that's really about it. So ten and two, we'll take it. Going into Carolina next week, and um, you know, what can you say? I mean, I'm just very excited. Always excited when we're going against um, Carolina and Cam Newton and. Um, Because I think we're going to shut them down defensively. I think we're going to get right at them again. I think we're... <laughs> as of course I'm saying, take it a day at a time. I just think we're we're better than Carolina right now. I think this is a game the Vikings should win. Uh game is out in Charlotte. And I'm trying to look at the odds right now. which i'm having some trouble to pull up but anyway i think the vikings are a slight favorite as well they should should cover the and i don't know i mean we'll i'll get into the game here as so i'm gonna probably try and do a little weekend preview show but i respect carolina i'm just not sold on them i think we're just a better team right now and i expect the vikings to beat them by a touchdown That's all I'm saying. So with that, I pulled up some quotes here from some people around the internet. Just to let them know, you know, in these power rankings, what they're saying about the Vikings kind of give you the national scene. Now, um, nobody had them ranked one. Brandon Lee Gaulton of bleeding green nation. The Vikings keep on winning going down to Atlanta to beat a hot Falcons team is impressive. He had moved them up a spot to number two on his rankings. Uh, the MMQB staff at Sports Illustrated moved the Vikings up to number two. Manish Mehta of the New York Daily News says, Mike Zimmer's team is a riddle wrapped in a mystery. Case Kingdom continues to quiet the naysayers. Defense evidently travels. Um, Adam Stites from Sportsbook Nation, just when it looked like things were coming together for the Falcons, the Vikings come to town and impose their will. Chris Sims, former uh, quarterback, son of Phil, who now uh, works with Bleacher Report, it looks like, if you don't think this team can win the Super Bowl by now, you might as well give up and stop watching football. He had him ranked uh, number three in his little power poll. And from the Chicago Tribune, Brad Biggs says, there's talk of the Vikings possibly playing in the Super Bowl at U.S. Bank Stadium. Well, of course there is, anyway. Um, one other thing I wanted to touch on here, Pat Alpha, Elfline, rookie center from Ohio State, the Ohio State University, really starting to play some football. Very, and as we told you in the, in the beginning of the season, when I had Di Murphy on from Roughing the Podcast, uh, we both said that Pat would be the starting center. He started all 12 games for the Vikings and lead all rookies and snaps played. So congrats to him. Uh, Elf line is going to be around for a very, very, very long time. um USA Today Sports says it's the little things Case Kingdom does, like the fact no quarterback is harder to sack. He's gone down just nine times in 369 dropbacks. That's 2.4 percent this season. Mike Florio, we all know him. Pro Football Talk, ProFootballTalk.com. When does win one more and will believe finally become, okay, we believe? Exactly. So Vikings fans, believe. It's that simple. Believe. It can happen. But we're a long way from it. It would be very cool, though. <laughs> it would be very cool to play at your own stadium. Denise. Denise, Denise. Welcome, Denise, milking cookies in this Wonderful Spreaker.com chat room. Want to say what's up to her all the way down there from Alabama as well. See, the Sports Done Right show does travel worldwide. I mean, outside of the United States, 8% of last week's audience apparently was from the island of Jamaica, man. Alrighty, so with that being said, we're going to go on over here and we are going to address ohio state i see there's a lot of talk in the spreaker.com chat room here again this is sports done right vince Wright, the sports governor talking to you live from the twin cities minneapolis st paul and my thoughts are this let's just let's just get it out in the open beat Iowa. you're probably in I had a real problem getting past that Iowa loss. Look, I don't – I'm not going to sit here and pretend I know the answers to all this nonsense, okay, because I don't. Do we need to add a couple more teams? Yeah, probably. No, it is what it is. But when you lose to Iowa by, what was it, 31, 30-plus points, whatever it was, Um. You're not helping yourself. And you know me. I am not a, a Bama fan at all. You know, I've, I've given Bama boy a lot of grief on Facebook and, and and elsewhere. But I just, I had a hard time. You know, when I woke up Saturday, I really thought about it. I said, if Ohio State wins, how, how can I justify Ohio State winning and all this stuff? So here's what I had to do. I said, Ohio State had to blow them out. Ohio State really had to blow them out. And the opportunity was there for Ohio State to blow them out. A couple drop passes. That could have turned into some big plays, led to some scores, so on and so forth, right? And I get the arguments against Alabama, too, and... I mean, that's what makes it tough because those are very valid arguments. You know, do you want a non-conference champion in there? I mean, but I don't know. I just I thought Ohio State really had to do something to get in. And apparently I was right because just having a close victory over Wisconsin just wasn't enough. Big L, come on, man! You got to be kidding me. Minnesota not winning anything, and I don't watch the. <laughs> I don't know this. Okay, Big L. Okay, um, let me go back here. Oh, and you know what? Our run CNC says something about the Vikings too. We got to give our Vikings offensive line some props. This was supposed to be the Achilles' Hill. Props to the Vikings of offensive line. Like we said, Case Kingdom hasn't been sacked in forever. It is what it is, man. Love it. All right, so back to the college football here before we get into the four that are in the playoffs. So Ohio State, I get. I, I hear you. I hear you. Trust me, I, I have a real hard time with a... Big 10 conference champion not being in the college playoff. Big L says Alabama pulled Ohio State on Ohio State. One loss is better than two. (laughs) And a lot of people would totally agree with Big L. JT Barrett refused to blow out Wisconsin, says Clay Davis. C-Mix says, ouch, yeah, that sucked. The top teams have one loss. What else we got going in the chat room here? As I know we got a lot of fans on both sides. Case was sacked by Garrett Grady Jarrett, I thought. He may have been Kesey. He may have been. I, I'm not sure. Thorny Switch listening, watching Fixer Upper. Thank you for joining us. And by the way, uh, Thorny Switch, as she goes by here in our chat room, is from the University of Georgia. She is a graduate studying to get the masters all that fun stuff so congratulations to the georgia bulldogs who will be playing for a national championship finally clay davis and says it's a popularity contest let's be real ucf should have gotten the last spot they did everything that was required of them. props to central florida my wife's cousin's husband Uh, he does some work on the sidelines i I don't know exactly what he does but he's always there all the games on the road and everything so i saw a lot of pictures from that very wild game last weekend with them but uh congrats smell the roses and by the way thorny i I don't know if, if if you can go or not but like Doug was saying on his show, and props to Doug Stewart of the Two Live Stews Radio Network, com. I'm proud to be associated with them. Um, if it, If you have not been out to the Rose Bowl, go. I was out there as a youngster, not for a game. My cousin had a friend, got us a little tour, got, you know, run around on the field for a little bit. And, man, let me tell you something. The mountains in the backdrop, when the sun starts going down, it's California, perfect weather, palm trees, it is all good. And Thorny, I hope you don't have to go alone, but I'm going to tell you something. If you do have to go alone, this may be the one trip, the one bold trip you may want to do. I mean, it's called the granddaddy of them all for a reason, so... Uh, Giving some Big Ten love, so to speak, for that Rose Bowl. Go back in here in the chat room. Um, Clay Davis says, baller to Willie Taggart for getting that FSU job. Props indeed to Mr. Taggart. Now, some people have kind of gone, what has he done? What Oregon, what were they, seven and five? Hey, whatever, man. (laughs) Good luck. See what you can do with it and and run with it. UCF, definitely. um, And then in Southern Florida too, by the way. You know, programs that are on the rise. Programs that are definitely on the rise. So Um, let's see here. Big ups to the Panthers of Georgia State playing in the Cure Bowl for the second time in three years. It's not the Rose Bowl, but hey. And that was spoken from the georgia state alum mr sluggo and props to your school man uh what else we got going on here so ohio state left out of this wisconsin uh, wisconsin became wisconsin again I mean, they played it closer this year. It was a much better game, obviously, than, you know, the way they blew it against Penn State a couple years back, and obviously Ohio State a few years back when they just came and destroyed Wisconsin, but Wisconsin loses again. That makes me a little happy, but if if you're a fan, you know, like um, I got some friends that went to school over there and know a lot of people as I live close to the border, and what does wisconsin have to do to get over the hump um horny decent quarterback i know a lot of badger fans that aren't too happy with him well, i don't really know but you know i don't know wisconsin you know they're they're always there And then they get to the championship and they just cannot get over the hump. I mean, they'll be in a wonderful New Year's Day bowl again, deservedly so. They're 12-1, and but they just can't get over the hump. I don't know. I just don't know. Thorny says things. Says I think I'm gonna go for it. I booked my hotel room early Sunday morning. There you go. All right, Thorny, traveling. Let the sports governor Minnesota know if you need the plane. We can send it down, pick you up down there in the beautiful Peach State, and fly you cross country in a little bit of privacy. You know, put your feet up, have a little wine, a little champagne. Have a little mimosa. Enjoy a nice, quiet flight on the Gov and first lady. Oh, and by the way. (laughs) It was first lady's birthday yesterday, so I got to say. And yes, Thorny, I will not say her age, but um, I love that woman. since everybody calls the gov carlton i'll throw in a little tom jones but happy birthday to the first lady love you girl not unusual to have fun with anyone love you Anne, you are the one and only again first lady happy birthday man and we are going to get her taken care of a little later this week You know, when we got some free time and whatnot, Denise, what do you mean you drank too much? No more drinking for me. I drank too much. Uh Uh-oh. Does not sound good. Run CNC says the way Wisconsin gets over the hurdle is to find some players that have some speed in that secondary because, yeah, they were slow as hell. Okay. And I think he brings up a very good point. Clay Davis says, now Vince got a jet. I'll be, <laughs> I'll be damned. You living like a boss up there in Minneapolis. I can see Vince dancing to that now. <laughs> hey, man, little Tom Jones, little Carlton dance. You don't know what's going on in the Govs, man. Shit. Big L says, first lady older than a flower and younger than a mountain. Hey, there you go. 47 times around the sun. <laughs> Congrats, Angie." <Andrea. laughs> C-Mix says, happy birthday, Angie. Everybody wishing uh, Angie happy birthday, Sluggo. The Hammer does the same. Uh, yeah, yeah, we just, it, you know, it's Monday night. Had some stuff going on. We had some, you know, family things we dealt with, man. So we're going to wait till the weekend. Time to open up the Gov. Already working on a nice candle-lit dinner for the First Lady. I'm going to leave it at that may involve a hotel room i'll leave it at that cedric says happy birthday as well so <laughs> yes indeed man yes indeed uh, really looking forward to hanging with my wife i i really am all right so back to college football here so, yeah, that's what's going on. Ohio State left out. I don't know if it's right. I don't know if it's wrong. Everybody literally has good arguments all the way around. I think again it's gonna get you know expanded. Do you think six teams is enough? Do you think eight teams is enough? um I actually bear with me here. I took a picture on my phone um one of the um one of the guys on the Big Ten network, I think it was actually had a scenario and I took a picture of the screen. I'm just going through here so I can try and find it. Okay. Um, he says, get rid of the divisions in every conference. Okay. Follow me on this. Get rid of the divisions in every conference. The top two seeds from each conference play in the conference championship game. So far, so good. To make the college football playoff, you have, and he and on the screen it have is capitalized, you have to win your conference. And that was from Joel Klatt, who I, actually, as I'm looking at it. Yeah, I think that was Big Ten Network, may have been ESPN. But again, let me go through that again and let me know what you think. I was going to put this out on the, the Twitterverse as well. Get rid of the divisions in each conference. Top two seeds in each conference play in the championship game for that conference. You must win the college football championship to win your conference. And I think Joel Clapp, before I was able, oh, that. this was FS1. This was actually in Colin Cowherd show, excuse me. And I think that might have been expanded to include six teams. Not sure, but what do you think? I don't know. (laughs) Shut up, Clay Davis. (laughs) Run CNC, everybody, RC, wishing Angie happy birthday, Cedric. Like I said, Clay Davis, Vince, your kids still think you and Angie be wrestling, oh man back to the corner back to the corner uh i, I hope not <laughs> i really hope not getting this is sports done right i am vince wright the sports governor of this great state of minnesota thank you for tuning in tonight want to say what up to all the the twitter people out there that follow the show uh the horn scolgers podcast justin ekstrom who had uh joined us um, a couple weeks back, I want to say what up to Shannon over in Wisconsin if she's listening. What up to her, Wisconsin, before she starts giving me uh, lectures on how to pronounce that. See, mix says, Sabin is a crybaby. You were not the first one to say that <laughs> this week. I'm sure Bama boy will have a word for you here in our chat room. Um, let's be real. Only about 10 teams compete for the national championship of football. It's like you have to be a one percenter to be competitive in D1 football. That's a very valid point as well. I mean, it is. I was listening to PJ Fleck when he first got hired for the Minnesota Gopher job. And he was telling the group of boosters how close the Minnesota Golden Gophers were for playing in the... For a national championship, i.e. being in the college football playoff. And I hear you, just like you're saying out there now. Whoa, man, what the hell? That that makes no sense. When has Gophers ever been close to that? Well, by way of being close to actually getting to the Big Ten championship, hence a Big Ten championship conference leader or winner would be, in a sense, automatically invited. But all that's out the window now. It's all just a uh, uh, a pretty show, and I get it. You know, Saban is a crybaby, as C-Mix says. You know, they're one loss. I mean, they played Troy in the middle of the season. You know, the SEC, I've been saying it all year, outside of Alabama, and that's now including Auburn, and really it didn't do nothing for a while. Now, obviously, with Georgia... You know, coming back and and doing their thing and winning the conference championship and, and playing as well. Yeah, I don't know. Minnesota, not playing for no championships unless they're willing to spend big dollars more than what they're spending now. Clay Davis, um, they are definitely spending big dollars. They are opening a new $200 million, what's called the Athletic Village. Um, I've put some pictures on the Sports Done Right Facebook page, but all you got to do is Google it. The basketball part of the facility is open. Uh, This is a new facility for all the athletes. Every single Minnesota athlete will be kind of headquartered here, all the sports programs. New football facilities, new basketball facility, everything. Brand spanking new. Um, You know, new learning facilities, computer labs, the whole nine, man. So... The Gophers are definitely spending money, and they're trying to get over that hump, and we'll see what the next couple years brings. This year is probably on point for, you know, what was expected to happen. Now, the next couple years, we're going to see what happens. So, But anyway, congratulations to the four that are in. Clemson is in, number one um defending national champions and they're going to get a shot to repeat bamas in love them hate them i hate them but they are in um thorny's georgia bulldogs nice to see georgia finally get over the hump win and win the conference and they're looking good and i'm very i'm very excited probably of the four i'm really excited to 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 watch Georgia, followed probably by Oklahoma. Hey, I want to say what up to Trey. Trey Frazier looks like he's a little under the weather tonight. So I assume that's why we didn't have the Barbershop Sports Talk podcast on before this. I hope you get better, sir. Take care of yourself. And um, yes, yeah, that time of year when you're you living up north, man, the real question for Minnesota is how can they get the top recruits to come up north? What can they sell them on? Um, a, a whole bunch of stuff, man. It's just I don't know if it's stuff that really matters to some of these athletes. You know, you're right across the Mississippi River from downtown Minneapolis. Um, 20 Fortune 500 companies headquartered here alumni who will definitely help you get jobs and, and take care of you once you're done with your scholastic career. Um, a very, you know, a a, a deep athletic network of uh, alumni as well. You know, some, some very famous people have played up here. They have it. You just got to start winning on the field. I think they can do it, Clay. I really do. It's going to take a little time. All right, man. So with that being said, throw a little old school on here for our next break. We're hour and 10 minutes into the show. Sports done right. Coming around the home stretch shortly. Um, Again, we talked a little Vikings. We've been talking college football here. And well, I'm going to do a bowl preview show. So I'm not really worried about bowls, possible matchups there, things like that just yet. But again congratulations to the top 4. I'm I look, I'm I'm very excited to to watch this. Um I I like I said I'm really excited to see how is going to respond and Georgia. But hey man, it's just time to get it done on the field and I'll tell you what, Bama boy, your team better show up. I know they can. But if they don't Oh, man, if Alabama loses, oh, man, and if they lose big, which, you know, rarely happens, but you never know. You never know. All right, man, let's play some old school R&B here for Jersey. Vern in the house, and I um, also got a couple requests out there for some Earth, Wind, and Fire over Twitter sphere, Big Mike out there in Need Prairie, Minnesota. What's up, Sarah? sarah thank you i think i've talked with sarah on twitter uh, up in circle pines circle pines minnesota thank you for tuning in to sports done right as well we'll be right back with more sports done right
3: Song. I think I feel the bone coming on Girl, you got me wide open Been all day and I'm hoping So baby, don't front Back seat You know what I want Say say what, say what, say what. Say what say You what, say know what, that I like it, baby Ooh, Girl, you know what's up And you know what I need Ooh, say what, say what, say what, You know that I'm out of it, baby Ooh, Girl, you know what's up
4: We can give into brighter nights, breathe with peace found by leaps and soul to reap by souls to keep the passions deep uh, And filled with heat Living this life on the hustle, I barely get enough time You know me from the platinum, how I stack them and shine You see a lot of contenders, they try to end up in my world A reputation known as the untouchable girl I'm moving on and now I'm trying to make a change in my ways Be the best that I can be to last me all of my days Now we can place pathways or just take our time Better holler if you hear me, cause left eye gon' shine My eyes don't lie, see how they glisten when you pass me by. you and I don't need permission To be unified, surely I have been seen and heard of many places Then I traveled around the world, see many faces Don't let another one get near me if you want to be true And show me that nobody else can do it better than you So if you're serious, I'm curious to see what you got My love is furious, cause I believe in blowing up spots
1: Votes are in, and it's official. He's Minnesota's number one sports color commentator. The people got it right, and now it's time for you to get your sports done right. With the governor of Sports Talk, the Honorable Vince Wright. Now, let's get back to the show.
2: All right, we are back. Take me home, GNR. Sports done right, Tuesday night edition. Vince Wright, the sports governor, coming to you live and direct. Let's get it going with the little Guns N' Roses. All right, folks, sports done right, back for the home stretch. And yes, I was distracted. Go Rutgers, and I'll leave it at that. All right, man. So Minnesota has a couple basketball teams we're going to finish talking about here. Golden Gophers, by the way, down 28-25. Four minutes, five, 13 seconds left in the first half at Nebraska. Again, knew this was going to be a tough one. Nebraska uh, was really putting a lot of money into a new arena, new uh, digs down there. Got a real nice setup for basketball. Got a real nice basketball following, too. They always sell out down here at their new arena. And uh, props to Nebraska. But Gophers, you got to get it going. Uh, the Gophers. Uh, well, let's just say the Govs thinking about maybe checking them out in the Big Ten tournament in New York City. Grego says, laugh out loud, Vince. You were really distracted. Sounded like Chief. <laughs> yes, I was. You will see why shortly. Uh, c mick nice tunes big v thank you c mick really appreciate you coming through tonight man come on come on through more often and um you obviously you can call in as well sluggo mars up 61% to 39% at last count it's still early and everybody else just kind of chatting on stuff there so Went to the University of Minnesota Golden Gopher basketball game last week. ACC Big Ten Challenge, Gophers Miami. And and a couple of things I want to touch on for the local fans here. First off, props to the Golden Gopher fans for selling out the barn. It made it really feel like, you know, back in the Clem Haskin days where the Gopher basketball ticket was literally the hottest ticket in town. Um, sold out very, very, very loud um, back in the old barn. Williams Arena, historic Williams Arena built in nineteen twenty-five. And however, the Minnesota Golden Gophers just did not show up. They I don't know if they were kind of caught in the moment. If they were caught, you know, that was the, you know, they were number twelve ranked. Canes, number ten. I mean, that was a huge game. Huge game. ESPN, the whole nine. Ghosts just couldn't get it going. And one of the things that was very disappointing was this. Miami just shot the lights out. And, you know, even if the Gophers had been a little bit more on their game, it was, it was going to be tough to stop Miami that night because when you're nailing, you know, over 40% from three-point land, uh, Gophers giving up very easy drives. I think the Miami team had seven dunks. Just made it look easy at times. And the Gophers were just never, ever really able to get their footing, never really able to get, get anything going. Um, they got it close, you know, a couple tie games. But um, later, second half, just when the Gophers got anything going, Miami just pulled away. Now, Sunday, Gophers did a very good job opening up against uh, Rutgers here, who played Michigan State tough tonight in a loss. But the Gophers put it on them, 89 Um, Nate Mason had 26 points. points, Excuse me. Jordan Murphy had nine, uh, his ninth straight double-double. So props to them on Sunday. And again, they're in a little bit of a dogfight tonight. Reggie Lynch on Sunday, he added 16 points, nine rebounds, five block shots. I mean, the line on Reggie Lynch, and that's why he's a possible player of the year in college basketball. Gophers are 8-1, trying to get that ninth win tonight in Big Ten play. But, again, having a little little trouble with Nebraska down in Lincoln tonight. Um, Before we get off the air, if we're able to give you an update on that score, we will definitely do that. Denise, I'm glad you're feeling better down in the uh, Spreaker.com chat room. So, thank you as well. How the Timberwolves doing? I haven't been up on it, c mick Well, that's exactly what we're talking about next, c mick Kind of just wanted to do a little check-in with you. Um, You know, nothing overly statistical. Just wanted to do a quick check-in on our on our squad, the, the Minnesota Timberwolves, because, you know, this was, you know, a lot of things happened, a lot of trades, a lot of new faces, a lot of good players in here. However, we're at 14 and 11. We are Now we're tied for the first place in percentage points. Or actually, not in percentage points. We're actually technically in third, but the way the numbers shake out, Portland, Denver, and Minnesota are tied. Utah's a game behind behind us here um, at thirteen and eleven, and Oklahoma City is bringing up the rear, ironically at ten and twelve. But again, you know, about a quarter of the season gone. And here's what we got for the big dogs. Um, carl anthony towns is averaging 19.8 points jimmy butler's averaging 18 points wiggins is averaging 18 points jeff teague is at 13 and taj gibson is averaging 11 points followed by jamal crawford at nine points namaj i can never say his name bielka black bielka whatever um tyus jones is down there Tyus looked good in a a couple starts here he's averaging four points a game shabazz muhammad um and the ever popular local kid cole r aldrich who's uh, only seen action in five games but i digress Um, wiggins has really seemed to want to up his defensive game that's where the sports governor has been very very critical of him Um, Him and Carl Anthony Towns, as I said earlier, on the defensive side of the ball. They both have seemed to put in the work. I don't know if we see the work showing up consistently on the defensive side of the ball. And I think that is uh, still a little bit of an issue because we should be better than 14 and 11. Bad loss the other night, uh, New Orleans, I think it was. And also for Wiggins, you know, he's on the verge of becoming, you know, a superstar in this league, a real bona fide superstar. And I think he tightens up the defense. He's such a force when he's coming down the lane at you. A lot of people don't want to get in his way. You've seen how he throws it down. If he can tighten up a little bit more in the outside shooting as well. Same with um Carl Anthony Town, not so much on the outside shooting. And there he is with the Eagles hat on his head. Let me just take a moment to wish my friend John Fisher. First off, congratulations on um, a very good year for my main man down there in the ATL. He got engaged to a lovely lady, uh, Georgia Peach, as we like to call her. And now my man doing his own thing and, and getting... Booked on actual radio gigs, John Fisher, the Microwave, Patty Cake, Patty Cake is in the house tonight. Thank you, sir, for joining us. And and actually, John Fisher might be the baddest rapper out there on sports radio. We might have to play play one of his cuts here. Again, There might be a, um, a word or two the kids may not want to hear but John Fisher doing big things man so again congratulations but again back to the T-Wolves I don't know it's just kind of like you know the, the expectations are so high definitely should get over 50 wins but here we are kind of meandering 14 and 11 rumors of of Tom Thibodeau are they is he working this team too hard again they they blew a big lead the, you know the other day um you know they almost actually came back but you know are they too tired? Is he working them too hard? You know, last year, that wasn't so much of an issue. At least that's what the players were saying. But now I'm starting to see it a little bit more in the press. I'm starting to read a little bit more in the fish wraps up here in the Twin Cities. Hear it a little bit on radio. Maybe Tibbs is running these practices too too long, too, too many. I don't know. But something to keep an eye on. Hope old Tibbs ain't coming back to haunt us here you know last year and the reason that I, I i stressed the defense with our beloved minnesota timberwolves and um i'll get into the chat room here in a second and read some um other things here and we will, we can definitely talk about some other teams as well so um but um last year they gave up 19 games and i wrote the notes down here Timberwolves lost uh, NBA-worst 19 games after holding at least a 10-point lead at any point. And if that, as it says here in this article, I can't remember. I think this is USA Today. Or no, this is Duncan Wolves, Duncan Timberwolves' website. They're also outscored in the fourth period. So Coach Tibbs has got some things to figure out here. Because 14 and 11 isn't going to get it. Not with this talent. Not with this squad. And also develop the bench. Yeah, John Fisher asked D. Rose how he feels about that. C. Mickelson says, the Leitner curse. Oh, you just had to go there, didn't you? <laughs> just had to go to the Christian Leitner card. <laughs> Tibbs running them boys in the ground, Fish says. Um yeah yeah uh it's 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 out there it's out there and the gov doesn't really know what to make of it i'm gonna try after the new year here to get to a couple t wolves games and just you know let my eyes see it see what they look like on the floor you know but it is out there man that he is starting to run this team a little ragged and it'll be interesting to see once that question is starting to be posed to Coach Thibodeau, how he reacts. <laughs> Fisher, the Marbury curse. The KG curse. Yep, there it is. I knew that was coming, Clay. I beat you to it. <laughs> It's just the Minnesota sports curse, man. Um, Gophers, Nebraska. Nate Mason at the line. Gophers, 34. Hopefully, uh, he'll hit a couple here, get it closer. And once again, misses the free throw. That was the other thing the other night at the Gopher game. Miss free throws will get you every time, boys. You ain't going to be 14th ranked if you keep missing free throws. The Anthony Peeler curse. What about the Pooh Richardson curse? The very first draft pick of my beloved Minnesota Timberwolves. Pooh Richardson, UCLA. The Zerbiak. Ah, Big Wally. Girls adored him up here. But... You know, with that being said, so much excitement. The, the, you know, like I said earlier, Target Center, their arena was remodeled, completely remodeled on the inside, completely gutted. And 14 and 11. It's going to be a very interesting squad to keep an eye on here over the next 10 to 15 games because I think that over these next 10 games, let's call it, that's where these wolves are really going to find their footing. No injuries. I mean no real injuries to be concerned with right now. Um They gotta do something, man. They gotta hit a nice streak here and start giving themselves that buffer zone. Um Spreewell got more kids than Kemp. Oh yes, the slip trail Spreewell course. Ah, Clay. Not the Malik Seely curse. Yeah. Rest in peace to who to a gentleman who would have been one of the great Timberwolves, man. And and was in a, in a very quick time here man malik Seely was the ish better than 11 and 14 fish says you you are correct sir you are correct um but a little disappointment up here in the twin cities and throughout the upper midwest for the timberwolves fans because they were very excited about this halftime Ooh, here we go gophers are down 39 31 and, again, props to uh, the University of Nebraska cheerleading squad. The Kevin Love curse. Gee. <laughs> of, you know, Kevin, great player here. You know, had a lot of cushioned stats here. But I think he's happy in Cleveland. (laughs) I think he's happy in Cleveland. Let's do this. Let's just take a couple. Let's just take a very quick break here. Get a couple commercials in for uh, uh, some of the other shows along the network here. XSquadAffiliates.com. Make sure you follow everybody on Spreaker.com and the shows as well. Um, I will be back in what Chuck Wooler used to say, two and two.
5: Mandelion,
6: Mandelion.
3: <laughs> Eat, sleep, grind, grind, repeat repeat. Hey, that what we do Eat, sleep, grind, grind, repeat Ha, that's what we do. Number one, she rock, man, on. Every Saturday, we got it going on. Might call your mama up, talk support. to the sport. Shout out in the chat, thank you hey, for your support. X-Y, act like you know. S-M-E, yo, here we go. Ha, ha, yo, here we go. S-M-E, yo, here we go. Eat, sleep, grind, grind, repeat, repeat. That's what we do. Eat, sleep, grind, Repeat, repeat, repeat. ha, that's what we do Ladies and gentlemen, hear me and hear me good good. If you like sports, sports, then you like the wait-a-minute show If you like comedy, -comedy, then you like the wait-a-minute show If you like a different opinion coming from a different angle Then you like the wait-a-minute show So join me Saturday, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time your host, Jelani, JB Bodie, JB Bodie, and of course my man Lopan on the wait a minute Ain't that right, Lopan?
1: Man, do I love card night? You ready boys?
2: You got a king? Go
6: fish that.
1: Oh, come on. <laughs> this is WWE superstar Titus O'Neal. It only takes a moment to make a moment. Take time to be a dad today. Learn more at 877-4DAD-411 or visit fatherhood.gov.
0: Brought to you
2: by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. Hey, what's up, everybody? Vince Wright, you know me as the sports governor. The ladies call me the big smooth one. But I'm coming to you live from Minneapolis-St. Paul. We're bringing you sports done right every Tuesday night. Make sure you keep it tuned to Spreaker.com, XSquadAffiliates.com, and now proud to be associated with Two Lives News Radio. I'm Vince Wright, the sports governor, and I approve this message. Hey, what's up, everybody? Vince Wright, the sports governor, and when I'm listening to my back-in-the-day jams, there's only two women I'm listening to on the ones and twos, DJ Nunu. DJ Queen here on Spreaker.com, X-Squad Affiliates. Make sure you do like the Gov does. Keep it tuned here for your Back in the Day Jams.
5: know someone who's being bullied online send the witness emoji it looks like an eye in a speech
1: bubble and it's in the symbol section near the clocks in your phone you'll let the world know it isn't cool and you'll let your friend know you care learn more about the witness emoji at eyewitnessbullying.org brought to you by the ad council the votes are in and it's official he's minnesota's number one sports color commentator the people got it right. Yes, they and did. Now it's time for you to get your sports done right. With the governor of sports talk, the honorable Vince Wright. What's up? Now, let's get back to the show.
2: What's up, my loyal sports constituents? From Miami to New York, from the Twin Cities to Canada, from Mexico to Bermuda, from Jamaica to England. Uh oh. Jersey Vern, what's happening? Oh, Shaker the Chief my God.
5: the one and on, only man. Girl?
2: Hey, what's going on, sir? How you doing,
5: man? I'm just uh, swinging low, Nothing wrong swinging with
2: cherry on. Is it the brown? <laughs> is it the brown liquor tonight?
5: Not really, man. I was just sipping on some Coronas, man. You know. Oh, all right, all right. Uh, there you go. Yeah, I'm all right. doing well, too much um, Look
2: at (laughs) drinking. I hear you. Folks, ladies and gentlemen, the one and only Chief Rocker Jersey, Vern, is on the line, um, the host of many, many, many podcast shows on xsquadaffiliates.com. Make sure you follow him because he is the hardest working man in podcasting. And since he is all things New York, I mean, let's just get to it, man. Jersey, it has been a very uh, tumultuous week for your Giants. Obviously, we had some firings yesterday, head coach, general manager. Let's get your thoughts on it, man. How do you feel after the the crew has been uh, let go here?
5: Well, um, first and foremost, um, I don't understand how uh, Jerry Reeves get fired. He's been in the organization for 23 years. Uh, He was a protege under George Young. He has four Super Bowl rings. He had more rings than Elon so oh, wow. um,
6: okay.
5: f- for, for a man to been been with an organization that long, and he really didn't hire the coach they just fired, um, the coach happened to be in that good situation where he was an offensive coordinator that revived Eli Gain because right. Eli was down for like four years in a row before he came to be the offensive coordinator. And Coughlin, he was still on that dead man walking, you know, trip and said, you know, all he needed was just one more loss, and he was gone. But uh, being that the offensive coordinator was so good, uh, the ownership said, told Jerry Reese, we're going to keep him. You know, because Jerry Reese would have had a different coach in there, you know, because he was on uh, that screen with some grease on it, too. You know, one false move, he just slid down the goddamn rope. So, um, my thing is, they should have gave Jerry Reeves another year, let him bring in a coach, you know, and, uh, cause after all, the last two Super Bowls they won, Jerry Reeves drafted fourth round, fifth round, sixth round players that contribute to help win the Super Bowl. Right. So the man must can't, the man must have an eye for talent and he must can do things right, you know, but. It was the New York media. Fat-ass Mike Francis, donut-eating motherfucker. That's why I'm glad he's leaving next week. Next week, the 15th will be his last day because uh, the fan got uh, new ownership in there. And, you know, he make it seem like the ownership want to keep him around. But if they wanted to keep him around, he wouldn't be leaving next week. You know? So, I mean, that's the shit he would tell his audience. And his audience is like puppets. You know, anything you right, say yeah. is like gold and then do. He's the one urged them on to go after the ownership, go after the coach and general manager, you know, mm-hmm. make them look like they the villains because of Eli. Okay. This is my thing right here. All right, everybody say Eli won two Super Bowls for us, right? Yeah. Uh, I never was a, a person that was a player, you know, cause one player don't win a fucking NFL game. All the time, you know, one player may have an impact in it, but it takes the team to make it happen. So the 49 years I was a, a fan of the I always was for the team, not the damn player, you know. Um, O.L. Beckham Jr. is the best player on the team. But you don't see me going around saying, damn, I can't cheer for him because ODB is hurt. You know what I'm saying? I've been a fan of the team so long. It's all about the team, man. Damn. So this is my thing. This is my thing. Mm -hmm. Uh, If the people that's going out there and listening to this man cheer them on to boycott the fucking games, that's the reason the ownership fired that man because he didn't want to have more Cowboy fans in the stand than Giants fans this week. And that's what would have happened. A lot of them was talking about selling their ticket, boycotting the game Uh because Eli's not playing. All right, well, tell me something. What in
2: the hell has Eli done in the last – I mean, last year they well, went to the playoff. You know, and, and that's you know? the thing, Chief, and that's why I'm glad you called in as usual, man, because, you know, <sighs> look, I, I know he he quarterbacked and, and led to a couple Super Bowls, and I get that. But but like you said, the past few years, man, what has he done? And And why yeah. is it that he sits on some type of holy grail where it just seems like he's just – untouchable almost. It's like he's, you know, Don Corleone sitting up there in New York.
5: It, it, I mean, he's lucky that I'm not ship, you know, because I of not listen coaches and say, listen, uh, sit, Eli. I don't give a fuck about his streak or none of that. He just passed his brother. He will not catch Brett Favre because he will not be on this team long enough. And I'm quite sure he won't be on another team that long to catch Brett Favre, right? So, mm-hmm. sit Eli, because I need to know what we got on this team, you know. When other players clocked out, I would have been like, sit A, B, C, and D because I'm getting tired of being embarrassed as an owner, you know. Right. It would have been all that shit, well, they did it wrong. I didn't want it to be done like that. What type of shit is that for my owner? And then, you know, when his father, the owner, his father was well-respected in the NFL, even though he had a little KKK in his aunt, but he was still <laughs> he's he was still very well respected, Archie. you know. Well, yeah,
2: yeah, Archie Manning. I mean, hell, remember Archie called the the whole thing when Eli was drafted. So he he didn't want to play in San Diego and then engineered this move to, to New York and everything. Um, Archie Manning is kind of another one behind the scenes that, for some reason, he gets. He has more power than he needs. It seems like.
5: Oh, uh, you know, you know, you know what? Um, Vince, that year, this was the draft uh, order: San Diego, the Giants, and Pittsburgh. The Giants had Ben Roethlisberger on their list, right? Right. Eli was going to San Diego, right? They said if if they if Eli didn't want to come to them, they was going to get Phillip Rivers,
6: right? Right.
5: And Eli was going to either be on Pittsburgh, right? So. Archie didn't like it. Archie called up, told the Chargers, Eli not coming, Powerhouse the Giants and said, uh, San Diego going to pick Eli. Y'all yeah, need to pick who they want, and we going to make that trade. we going to make the trade? Where the fuck he, all of a sudden you come from? You know what I'm saying? Last time I remember, it's, yeah, I used it's, to see you. You was getting banged around in New Orleans.
2: You, you know, and and welcome to come up here to Minneapolis and got knocked around for a little bit too. I mean, I remember Archie as a player. Um, Obviously, he he's golden down in, at Ole Miss. Uh, You know, he did what he could. Obviously, with a very bad New Orleans team for all those years. But I don't know, man. It just it just seems like, and I and I guess maybe it's because he was able to raise these two, you know, sons that went on to have these fantastic careers. But I just never liked the amount of power he seemed to will, you know, I, and people say that now about LeVar ball Jersey, but you know, I, I, yeah, there's just been something about Archie Manning for me that just doesn't sit right, but uh, enough of Archie, let's get back to your giants here. So now as we're moving forward, um, you know, well, first let me ask you about possible coaching candidates. Have you heard anything from your people or what are you thinking there as you're looking towards next year?
5: Well, they don't have a clue right now. Um, They're going to let um, – damn, I can't think of his name. He used to be an old-time um, GM for us. Ernie Acosta. they they going to get his advice, and he's going to help with the uh, selection of a new uh, general manager. You know, coaching is going to be down the line. They want to get a general manager in there right. within the next couple of weeks, you know, so by the end of the season, they can go after whatever coach they want to go after. I don't even have a clue, Vince, because you know what? I don't know what direction they really want to go. I hear people talking about keep Eli. Eli got another year on his contract. They're talking about keep Eli. Keep Eli for what? You know what I'm saying? Keep Eli. Eli's starting this week. I don't like this, man, because I felt like this. If you want to see what Geno or Webb can do, play them, man. Eli is not going to help us win no game. If he beat Dallas this week, it's because Dallas is as sorry as, you know, uh, people predict them to be right now. Uh, and yeah. and and they're not really that good. But if we beat them, man, it ain't because of Eli. It's because the team is hungry and everybody's fighting for a position for it to be on that team okay. next year.
2: Well, Jersey, or let, either me,
5: or another team.
2: let me ask you this here because I just popped up the New York Post here. A couple names that they're throwing out there are, as everybody seems to love now, John Gruden, But they also got, and Grego like this, uh, Patriots offensive coordinator Josh McDaniels' name out there, kind of the early leads in terms of speculation. Um, What do you think about those two names?
5: Do we need another offensive coordinator? We don't need a soft (laughs) coach. Josh McDaniels is soft because if he let Brady spit all up in his face Sunday and he had to turn his back to Brady like a little beyond, well, what the (laughs) hell are you going to do in New York? I mean, tell me, now, what is he going to do in New York? Yeah, you know, I don't give a damn what type of gene jin- You know what? Everybody talking about Belichick coaches. When Belichick coaches leave and go other places, they don't really produce. What, what, how far did a, a coach get that was under Belichick? Where did they go? Hey, now one of them made to the NFC or AFC championship game. So mm-hmm. what, are, what good are they? It's Belichick system. Belichick, and you know what? Belichick would never... Come back. He would never be um, in New York due to the fact that um, George Young spread his name very thin, and um, the front office and ownership of the New York Giants, man, and and that's sad because he brought us two Super Bowls with his defense. You know him, even though Parcel was the master of it, and he was under Parcells. Belichick calls the defensive plays. The two Super Bowls we won when he was there. You know, so mm-hmm. people people don't realize that. And they forget about Belichick got his first two Super Bowls with the Giants, where he stopped a high power Buffalo offense and a high power Denver Bronco offense with John Elway. You know, right. see, people don't remember that. They forget about that. You know, when I mentioned Super Bowl, they oh they ancient, ancient my goddamn ass. They goddamn Super Bowl, and they was good win Super Bowls because every Super Bowl we won, the four out of the five we went to, it was defensive effort. You know, like they said, defense wins Super Bowl. And that's true.
2: You know. Well, chief. Uh, thing... No, go yeah, ahead. Go finish ahead. Your, no, finish your thought. Only thing about it, the Denver Super
5: Bowl, Phil Simms, and uh, they they had a good field day on it. They scored forty seven points on Denver that year. So that was the only one we really, you know, exploded and won. You know. Right. But you know, besides that, man, everything else was like you know defense oriented, and uh, we we did enough on <laughs> offense and win.
2: In our uh, exactly, speaker exactly. dot no, our speaker dot com chat room, see Mick Mickelson here from Cleveland, our good old friend. There uh-huh. says you guys can have Hugh Jackson.
5: Oh, I wouldn't mind having him. If, if Cleveland don't let him go, I wouldn't mind having him. See what the problem is with Cleveland is Cleveland don't get the right players for coaches to succeed. Go check and tell you that. You know, I don't know mm-hmm. what happened to that Cleveland front office man. Ever since the first. Team out of Cleveland left there. It seemed like they took all the mastermind people. this team right here It just like like they built it with you know just people out the street man you know, that's it, how that it is it amazing
2: it is amazing how they can just seem to miss year after year after year after year after year and I feel bad man because you know it, it was such a hassle and you know to get the franchise back in the first place and get the stadium built right. finally and you know it, it, everything they went through with you know rooney or not rooney um you know the original owner i'm, I'm drawing the mind blank here but oh oh
5: oh um oh, oh damn uh i know you M.
2: yeah see mick help us out with the former owner up there but anyway yeah, you know they they got yeah. through they got through all that stuff man and i mean outside uh-huh. of maybe one decent year I mean, they've just been straight garbage up there in Cleveland. Yeah, I'm not trying to be yeah. I'm not trying to be funny, but just straight garbage. And uh, I don't
5: I don't see how the fans constantly give support to the um, team. You know, I guess they just love football, man. And Cleveland's a football town.
6: It is for this blue is. collar. Yeah, you know.
5: Yep. But I mean, how could you constantly pay the money and go? And ownership ain't gonna put in that there? You know. That's that's crazy. Remember when forty
2: uh, Art Modell, were there? Art Modell was yeah
5: Modell. That's right, and Modell's the one. Thank you. Snuck see, them out of town. Yeah. Uh, how about how about um, when the Forty Nineers um, brass came there? You know, the ones that was there when the Forty Nineers won them Super Bowl, they came to run the Cleveland organization, and then they got in trouble with the salary. That's why the salary cap thing is changed now right. because of them. You know, uh, what's the name? Uh, Bob. Bob What's his name? He was an Italian guy uh, from out of the 49ers organization. I can't think of his name. Oh, the bottle brought his bottle. They came there and just corrupt the whole Cleveland front office and team and everything. They brought some good players there. I think they had one good year and then that's when the NFL uh, really got down on them and then they was done, you know, they had to get up out of there and whatnot, you know, before they go to jail and shit and whatnot. Mm -hmm. So,
6: Hey
2: man, that was hey, it, man. Hey, no, you're right, and it, it was too bad because, you know, any time, at least back then, you know, Eddie DiBartolo was like the Pied Piper. Whatever he was touching was gold. It right. Until he got to Cleveland, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Uh, so let is, me, it that Cleveland, is Cleveland a bad luck city or what? Man, you, you know, you watch, you watch that 30 for 30 and you know you got to believe so sometimes man because up until you know until the cavaliers were able to finally get over the hump i mean you know they had a great world series with my cubs a couple years ago um football they've never mattered and baseball they've been close they did get the the uh, got one ring but yeah i mean the, the cleveland is cleveland see mick you're out there how do you feel about your city man but Jersey, let me ask you yeah. about this. Here is I don't want to waste too much time on that uh, that city by the lake uh, there. Let right. me ask you about this Ohio State Alabama college football playoff. I mean, like I said earlier in the show, you went to school there. You you are Ohio State, so let me just get your opinion. You know, the Big Ten champion not going to the college football playoffs. Okay, best.
5: Tell me something. If you got five power schools, and the five power schools is supposed to that uh, represent the playoffs, right? Right. But you only got four playoff spots. How the hell you got five power schools? The five power <laughs> right, schools yeah, is exactly. the Big Ten, SEC, ACC, the uh, Pac-12, and, uh, and the uh, uh, Big 12, right? Right. So how is you going to put all five in the playoffs when you got four spots? And then – you only got three in the playoffs, but you got two SEC teams. I'm going to tell you what happened. When Urban Meyer had his chance after the game to get on national TV and tell the committee, you better put Ohio State in there and just ramble off because he had TV time to do it. You're in front of a nation of people that just watched you beat this team, and we should have beat them like a drunk. And that's why I'm mad at him for not letting the uh, young quarterback come in when um, J.T. Bragg hurt his knee throughout the game. He should have took J.T. Bragg out and put the young quarterback in there and then tried to run the score up, man, because that's what you really needed. But that's a very good point. He had the opportunity to be on national TV and present his case. You know what? After that game, that's when Nick Saban got on a local TV channel and told the um, panel, that why Alabama should be in there. He he was right
2: on. Yeah, you're right. He jumped right on ESPN. Now, again, ESPN is uh, the money and the power behind the SEC network. Um, Right. You know, full disclosure there, Fox is the money behind the Big Ten network, just to make it fair. But, you know, like you said, Saban, as soon as that game's over, he's right on there. He's politicking, doing what he had to do, what Urban did, I guess, a couple years ago, some people would say. But, Um, do we expand this playoff to six? Is that the answer? Uh, No, they said when they first started it, uh, four years ago,
5: the first year where the Ohio State University won it, you know what I'm saying? A wild card and came there and won it. Um, they said that they was, if they expand, it would go to eight teams, which it should, because you look at how many teams you got in division one football. Look at, look at division two, division two don't play ball games. They got an all-out playoff system. Every conference got teams in the playoffs, and they play games throughout one whole month. And then you get down to the final two, and you got a championship Well, I game. mean, that's that's you know the, know the way
2: it should be done. But obviously, but you the bowls are too much money. with yeah. tied into these bowls now, and a bunch of bullshiggity yeah. bowls too. I mean, you know, it starts here in in a couple of weeks. You'll get the, you know, the first bullshit bowl game of the year, and you know. Well, we, you know, well, we when, got 40 when, when do we
5: stop that? When do we stop bowls? Ain't bowls kind of old? Bowls is going there since I was a kid. I'm 57 years old. Bowls is going on that long of a time period. And Don't you can incorporate
2: the bowls just like you do now. I mean, if if you really want to keep them in there, you can you can still keep them around. But I, hey, dude, I'm with you, Jersey. I've I've always been for the. Division two and three model. I mean, these are schools and colleges and universities that go out and and don't give me the student athlete, and they're going to miss class and all this stuff because they do it at Division two and Division three.
5: Right, right. You know? I I'll the, tell you a good. I tell you a good scenario. All right, keep the bowls. Right, right. But the top eight bowls you can play. Right around that New Year's, you know, round. Around that Christmas, New Year's time, right? Mm-hmm. The top eight bowls you got the last 18 would start the playoffs with 16 teams two weeks before all that, so then you can break it down and have eight going into the holiday, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And then you'll break it down to four when it comes to New Year's Eve and New Year's, and then you got the championship game. You know what I'm saying? It's a way you can keep the goddamn bullshit that bowls, but you just got to get creative with it. No, they don't want to get creative. It's all about money, 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 you know. And then you got the presidents of the school. If my team don't make it, why my kids got to be going to classes and all these other kids is going around playing football, you know. That's all it is. It's a a bunch of BS, man, and um, politics is all up in there, you know, until we get a right president in the White House where he can say, well, why don't y'all do this or do that? Like Obama did that one year, you know? He made them switch up some shit, you yeah, know? Yeah, you know, so, that's
2: a, yeah, that, is, that actually is a good point. I totally <laughs> forgot that that really Obama threw his two cents in and really kind of helped get the whole thing going again. That's a very good point, Jersey.
5: Well, you know, this, this is my thing, man. They always want certain people in certain situations. And you know what? I hope Bama get ran the fuck out. Of the, um Superdome comes, uh, um, when they go down there and play Clemson. Hope they run their asses right out of there. And, um, earlier, I don't know if Thorny's still in the chat room, but earlier I looked at the whole scenario and, um, if Kirby Smart stay with his game plan and do what's best and Georgia players stay out of trouble, I think they could win this whole thing this year, man. I, even you know, though it hurts, I, it hurts I, me totally to say this shit, but. I think they can win the whole thing, man. You know, I I know a lot of players on that team are from the Metro Atlanta area, man. And they balling right now,
2: man. I know. I I agree with you, Jersey. Uh, There's just something, uh, I kind of alluded to it a little bit earlier, man, that's just nugging at me with Thorny's Georgia Bulldogs. And I wish them well. You know, it would be nice, (laughs) I guess, just to kind of see, you know, a, a new team, a new name get in there and win it and all that stuff. Um, right but it, it's it's going to be tough it's going to be tough um, yeah what what do you let me ask you real quick what do you think about Clemson you know they are defending champs they're right. back in it now how how do you feel about the Tigers
5: I'm gonna tell you something. they talk about this quarterback is not Deshaun Watson this quarterback is just as good you know I haven't seen a weakness in them you know the game they lost up to Syracuse uh, I think they got off the plane sleepwalking there's nowhere in hell. Syracuse should have beat them. You know, yeah, uh, yeah. they just took they just took one on the chin that day. But since that game, they've been playing good ball. The closest game they came to losing was the game against uh, Boston College. It was up to it was in the third quarter. Boston College was like neck and neck with um, Clemson, and then the fourth quarter, Clemson just broke away. I guess Boston College was uh, over their head and just said hell. Damn, is we really in this game? And ain't lost it, you know. So uh, that's about that's about it, man. But Clinton is Princeton is the juggernaut right now, man. Uh, uh, Dabo Sweeney, I don't know where he came from. He got one of them hella. He got one of them hella fine, goddamn. Uh, like I call Big L, uh, the the pig, the pig um, trainer. Uh, it's like Dabo came from out of the pig pen. And shit, you know, raising hogs and cattle and all that. Uh, but he's doing his job, you know what I'm saying? He is. And that's he just is. straight up. Let yeah, me he's ask doing you this, job, Jersey,
2: because in the chat room here, first off, let me give a late what's up to uh, Mac in here who's joined us. He says, uh, Vern, salty ass Ohio State fan. Uh, <laughs> badass Juju, <laughs> Mac, badass Juju Pharaoh in here. Thorny says, appreciate uh-huh. the honesty, Vern. So uh, she, she is still with us listening here. Clay Davis is talking about Oklahoma. Now, Oklahoma and Georgia should be a good game, he says. But let's talk real quickly about Oklahoma. Um, I mean, yeah. they, they had the phenomenal start to the year by going into your school and then beating Ohio State at, at Ohio State, returning the favor. Had a little dip, came back strong uh mayfield looks like i guess he's going to get the heisman how do you feel about oklahoma i mean outside of georgia i'm very interested to see what they can do
5: two things that's going to hurt oklahoma for one the running back just got charged right right uh and he's a hella fine running back on the defense it's nothing there. They're not existent,
2: man. Big 12 defense uh, always going to be yeah, your big question, man, because uh, they hey don't man, play they, it.
5: They run up against a team that has offense. It's going to be a shootout, man. But, see, the thing about it, what's going to stop the shootout is Georgia may give up some points, but they're going to stop them several times here and there. Uh, they're going to probably play like a boxing one, a basketball style, or or uh, um, what's the name, uh, the quarterback, mate. Makefield or whatever his name oh, is. Oh, yeah,
6: yeah. Cool. Uh-huh.
5: Yeah. But they're going to play like a boxing one on him. They're going to make him stay in that pocket and throw that ball because he's at his best when he's running throwing the ball, right. you know, in the pocket because uh, he's short, you know. And you got these tall linemen coming at you, man. You know, you got to try to look over them and throw that ball all long time. If you ever look at him play, man, he'll move out of that pocket an inch or two or – uh, he'll step up in the pocket and he'll throw, he got a good arm. He'll throw a bullet, right? But this is my thing. Uh, Georgia got linebackers that always blitzing. And, um matter of fact, I know one of them from out of Mays High School, man. He's, he's the beast, right? Um, Patrick. Um, they was going, they're going to stay, pressure going to stay on them, man. And, uh, um, I can see right now, Oklahoma may score two touchdowns and then they may get shut down. And that's real. Right.
2: Well, let you me know, they say may, this. They
5: may, they, may still, they may score two early touchdowns, right. but once Kirby find out where he can go at to stop him, well, you remember uh, Kirby was a hell of fine defensive coordinator, and you can start seeing that in Georgia defense right now because right. the way he came back to shut down Auburn in the second game, man.
2: Well, let me and talk. And
5: Auburn was no slouch.
2: That's true. Now, Clay Davis here, because uh, Clay, if I remember correctly, he's out in the Oklahoma area there. Um, uh-huh. He is saying, first off, C-Mick agrees with Vern. Mac agrees with your take on Oklahoma as well. Clay Davis is reminding us that Dabo Swinney played at Alabama. Um, and now Clay says, did Oklahoma have a problem versus Auburn in the Sugar Bowl last year? I thought they ran Auburn's ass back to the Plains. So kind of saying that the the defense and uh, you know whatnot maybe maybe we're uh, not giving Oklahoma some well, hold due. Up.
5: Auburn team last
2: year is in the Auburn team this year.
5: Auburn team last year, uh, I mean, look how Alabama beat them uh, that that in the Iron Bowl last year, you know, and look at the turnaround this year because they picked up some junior college players, their seniors became two seniors, and played some ball this year, you know. So uh Auburn was a whole different team this year than they was last year. You know, Auburn had troubles last year. Mm-hmm. If you really go back and look at that, Clay, I don't have no stats in front of me to say what they really was about. But I can remember that they wasn't – Gus on last year, they were talking about him being replaced if he didn't do nothing this year. So mm-hmm. you tell me.
2: Um, says Kirby was the defensive coordinator for Bama when Oklahoma beat him.
5: Okay. But what did, what did Bama do that year when
2: Oklahoma beat them?
6: Well, where did they beat them
2: at? Yeah. The good point. Let me ask you this, man. Um, just early on. I mean, you know, you can always change your mind, but just on the paper with the four, who do you think wins it all?
5: Oh, I just told you. I told you, Georgia. Oh, yeah, yeah, would win right. Georgia it all.
2: yeah, Georgia. I like that. I hope so. That'd be very. You gonna, you're gonna, you're gonna have. You gonna. You
5: gonna have. You gonna have here and here in Georgia. You will have Clemson, which is not that far from here, mm-hmm. right? You are gonna have Clemson and Georgia and the uh, Mercedes Benz, and that would be a big money oh, game man, because be huge, Clemson yeah. travel yep. and Georgia fans is right here,
6: right here. You so, know,
5: yep. uh, I mean. I mean, if you look at it, you know, without, without, you know, saying that it's going to be some funny shit done, you know what I'm saying? But if you look at it, ain't that the game that the uh, college football would want to have? Due to the fact that the Mercedes Benz is just open, you got a Georgia oh, yeah. yeah. school that's in the, in the in the in the playoffs, and they got a chance to come home to play for the championship that they haven't had in so many years. There's only three championships in the state of Georgia. The Braves got a championship, which the banner is like threads right now. The Bulldogs had a championship back when Herschel Walker was here. And then you got Georgia Tech sharing championship. I never heard you share championship, but, you know, that's a story right, for another yeah, fucking yeah, day. Yeah. You know <laughs> yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, little
2: kitties. There was a time back in the day where every once in a while you would have two college and national championships uh, right. winners for college so, football,
5: but... They do for a championship here, man, and um, to open up a, a a big venue like that, you know, uh, hey man, it's all in the cards, man. I tell yes, you man. what, I'll be down there tailgating that night. It's on a Monday <laughs> night too, I'm off. Shit, I'm gonna yeah, go down man. there. Maybe, hey, maybe I get lucky.
2: <laughs> it don't take too much luck for you, Chief rocker I seen you in action. I saw you on the rooftop a couple years ago. Yeah. Oh yeah. Anyone yeah. hey, anybody that can get the woman to hit that spin move like Vern, they don't need no luck, man. Don't need no luck. Uh real quick, oh, let man. me say what up to Jelani up in here, the host of the Way to Minute show. Um, X Squad Affiliate as well. Now, Chief, before I get you out of here, man, let me just uh ask you real quick here, man um how are things yeah. going I, I know you're you're looking after mom and everything man uh hope everything's right. going better um we're, we're thinking of you and um just hope everything's working out for you guys down there bro um
5: well uh this is the situation uh she got tools in her stomach so she can eat and gain weight and get protein oh. and vitamins all back in her system right so she's being fed 20 hours a day through the machine Oh, right, man. and uh, she started gaining weight back. Cause I see in her face, her face, of color is real back. I put some pictures in her face. My yeah, son I took pictures yeah, when yeah, he yeah. went there. Yeah, so I put them in uh, Facebook. Right, she's getting her uh, coloring back in her face. Uh, her skin is is getting more puffy, and you can't see the bones. I was seeing bones in her face, man. She lost so much weight, right? Mm-hmm. You know, but uh, she started to get her weight once she gets fully strengthened. Uh, I guess they'll finally take the tools out and, and start back feeding her, through, a, you know, through the mouth. And uh, I'm just hoping by then the rehab will start kicking back in so we can get that right side going, man. Right. You know, I ask God, I ask God every day for a miracle. I said, I know it's, it's miracles out here. You know, if anything, right. you know, I may not be the best person out here, but, you know, give my mother that miracle, you know, because – That's what I need right now. It was last year of December, just before Christmas, when she caught her first stroke. It was in the hospital for Christmas. And then after the Super Bowl was when she caught the one that put her down. And that's where she's been ever since February. She's been in this here nursing home, man. So, you know, hey, man, all I can do is wish for the best and hope things get better. But, um, Mm -hmm. hey, man. Each and every day, man, I'm fighting for man. You know, I'm making oh, sure yeah. they take yes. care of them and do the right Absolutely. thing and whatnot. And, uh, you know, even though I work two jobs, uh, and I'm running, man, uh, this podcast is what keep my spirits up, man, because right. if it wasn't for that, I'd be sitting here thinking right. and, you know, right. uh, probably crying because, you know, I haven't been in a situation like this. I'm the only child. So I don't oh, have nobody else.
6: Okay. To,
5: okay. Yep. Yeah, I don't have nobody else to help me. And then, you know, her sisters, um, both of them back up east, right? right? And she got one in, in Detroit. Um, you know, they haven't been down to help me. My son in Florida haven't been down. So on the weekends, man, it's a hit or miss with me. Right. You know, some weekends um I try to do things but but if I can't I'm with her, you know, so
6: as uh, as and then I don't man, want I don't want
5: nobody be. to have I don't want nobody to have pity for me because, you know, that's my mother and I got to do this. But mm-hmm. at the same time, man, you know, I wouldn't wish this on nobody, man, right. you know. And um, God do this to test you. So I'm being tested. I hope I succeed and pass this test you,
2: you and will, bring my mother you, home, man. And, and, yeah, you know and, what and I'm and saying? And you will. And you will. Um, I saw yeah. my mom go through it with my grandmother and it's it's no fun man but you know you're a hell of a hell of a man jersey you are a great son to your mom and you know and as you will see in the chat room there we're all thinking of you and her man so I I just wanted you to know that and and ask real quick before I get you out of here though man I just very quickly wanted to ask you about Aaron Boone being hired for your New York Yankees and the new manager what are your thoughts on that one real quick
5: Well at least we didn't hire no retread no old, uh, time baseball coach. We hired somebody with, uh, young enthusiasm, uh, thoughts. He bring whatever assistant coaches he bring in. I hope he brings some people in that know how to communicate with the players because the players will take on because he's young. I heard that Girardi was wearing the players down. They, a lot of them didn't like him no more and whatnot. And, uh, it was time for him to go. So, Caston figured, you know, you bring in Boomer, a, a player that came to the Yankees, helped them go to a World Series and helped them win. Uh, you know, New York loved him for that home run he hit against Boston, because you know Boston was our nemesis. Yeah, so, yeah. Uh, hey man, the Marty gonna announce him. We gonna see how the people feel. You got Mike Francesca, Big Donut Eating Ass, <laughs> tried to tell the people that. Um, he think the Yankees got it wrong with the coach, man. I'd right. be so glad when his ass retire. Um
2: um Yeah, he ben, seems a little pissed because, off here recently.
5: <laughs> yeah, man, yeah, man, because you know, I, I I I remember when he first came into radio and then it was him it was the Mike and the Mad Dog show. Right. I used to listen to all that shit throughout the days, you know. Uh I felt a little different about him back then. But the last couple of years since I was able to find an app to listen to that face because I don't listen to Atlanta Sports Talk no more right. due to the fact how they did the two live stools, right. you know. Yep, yep. So I had to find something to listen to. I used to listen to uh, J.T. and the Brick at night when I was working overnight right. during the mail, right. Yep, yep. Uh, J.T. and Brick, yeah, he's a he's a friend of the two live Because When I used to talk to him, he always used to ask me about him. Okay. Tony Page from The Fan is a, a fan of the two live stool. He always asks me about it when I talk to him on his show. You know, so the Chief Rockets just don't talk to podcast. so I talk to national shows too, you know what I'm saying? So every, for everybody out there that, you know, say, oh, well, Chief Rocket on everybody's show, but I'm also on national syndicated shows too, you know. So, uh, yeah, man, uh, you know, hey, uh, I think Boone will do a good job. Yankees got a hell of a fine... Um, farm system from A to AAA, right. And they're getting bring a couple of guys up to fill some holes. All we need is a star pitcher to go with the pitcher we got. When I mean star, I mean a shut down pitcher like a Verlander. Verlander shut us down two games to help Houston go to the World Series. If it weren't for Verlander, I think we'd have beat Houston and been in the World Series. You know, so that's what we need. We need a shut down starter, man. And once we get that man, hey man, this young talent, this young team we got, man. It's gonna be tough because Houston is still tough. The Cleveland Indians is tough. Your team is young. They gonna be tough. So it's gonna be it's gonna be a uh, good baseball season, man. I think this year I may go see some Braves game due to the fact that I like baseball and I like being at the park and I hope the Yankees come down here this year, man. But uh, besides that, man, you know, uh Chief, all I'm doing, man, is just trying to, uh, uh, get people into this podcast thing, man. I got a young lady that's, uh, about to put a book out. Uh, I'm, going uh, to bring her on and do a one-on-one with her. Um, pretty soon, you know, like this football starting to lighten now. before her book come out. I'm going to bring her on and, and, you know, let her feel the podcast, let her feel the love. Y'all need to listen nice. to her, man. She got a book called Feel His Passion, okay. you know. I'm not gonna oh. tell you her name until she come on, and um, I got a, a a show coming out this Saturday, a sports show, right, uh, with another brother. You know, I'm gonna keep that secret. Okay. And um, <laughs> the hardest hey, working I, I, man I, out there. Hey man, I just I just I just like doing this man, and it, and it keeps my mind focused,
6: right.
5: you know. Yes. And um, let me know that um, there's some um, there's there's a, there's a horizon at the end of the tunnel i need to catch it and make it happen you know that's it man
2: i get you all right homie well hey i'm gonna let you get back to your night man thank you again as always jersey for checking in with us the folks love you up here in minnesota have a great night and we'll be listening on the weekends and checking out all the shows homie
5: oh yeah and tell the wife once again um happy birthday i already wish her that but Tell her happy birthday and and have many more, all right? All right, my man.
2: All right, folks. The one and only Jersey Vern. Thank you, Jersey. We'll talk to you next week, homie. Shocker locker. Boom. All right. Chief Rocker, Jersey Vern coming through tonight definitely hanging out with say, us as well appreciate it goes, him <laughs> little lords of the underground chief rocker the theme song so let's do this man we're gonna take one last break gotta say what up to my girl Desdemona um, released a new a version I've never heard before I put it on the sports done right and I think on Kesey's page uh the kicking it with Kesey's show because he's just so into music and hip hop. But um, check out my friend Dez doing big things in the local hip hop spoken word community. And um, her and Carnage, Ill Chemistry is the group doing some big things there. Um, I'm just going to play her song Raincoat. It'll be the last break of the night. When we come back, we're going to end the show. Just finish up with a couple quick things. And uh call it a night. I thank everybody for joining me here. We'll have you out of here in just a moment. But check out Lil Desdemona and Rain Cards.
4: Even though the sun was shining Glitch in the system every time I started rhyming in a moment, between now and then, I leave my spark in the dark to echo on when I'm dead. High pressure system moving in, monsoon to begin. Dark clouds above, lightning crashing in. I can't stand the rain, the DJ scratches in. No flood insurance, so I might be cashing in. Umbrella broke, no protection from the wind blown. Sentences struck, out of luck, the source is unknown. Walking down Hennepin, I thought I saw my clone again. Then I got a blocked call, doppelganger foaming in. Shadows on the sidewalk, stepping on all the cracks, sprinkled with riddles, mamas lying on the tracks Retrace my steps to get that old feeling back Just when I was rising, rain came pouring down my back when the world seems brighter Everywhere around When the rain hits, the ink bleeds and I'm lost. Can't seem to recapture all the things I forgot. Can't hold all I have while searching for what I have not. Can't stay afloat, sinking into the depths. Pulled under the surface, can't swim with the rest. Half-hearted blue notes distorting my quest. Bruised ego can't catch my breath try to write it down but there's no inspiration the blank page staring into my heart's hesitation trying to endure nine months of incubation there's pain ingrained in the process of creation shadows on the sidewalk stepping on all the cracks sprinkled in with riddles. mama's lying on the tracks retrace my steps to get that old feeling back just when i was rising they came pulling down my back when the world seems brighter everywhere
0: around Shut
4: Band-Aid. Is the universe speaking or is it just man-made? The perfect storm destroying? My best plans laid? I get another bill every time I get my dues paid. Should I get my raincoat or is it just a band-aid? Is the universe speaking or is it just man-made? The perfect storm destroying? My best plans laid? I get another bill every time I get my dues paid.
2: it up here, sports done right, zombie style, oh, oh yeah, the sports got knocked, wrapping it up here in the land of 10,000 legs Any more sports zombies. Wanna thank my buddy Desdemona Raincoat featuring Ellis is the name of that jam that I was just playing. Uh check her out iTunes, websites, Facebook, um again, YouTube. Um never thought a little five foot four girl from Iowa could uh bust the rhymes like that, but she is phenomenal. I am a big fan, and check out my bud Desdemona all right so let's wrap the show up here um first off gophers getting killed exactly what we were afraid is happening nebraska is up 63 47 six and a half minutes left minnesota's in the bonus if that helps anything but uh all nebraska here especially in the second half and i told you i told you nebraska is no slouch now when it comes to basketball so We'll see if the Gophers can try and put together one last little run here. They are down by 15 points. And, well, it is what it is. All right, y'all. Again, just wanted to take a moment thank everybody for supporting the podcast, for joining me tonight. Always fun to talk sports with the posse. Again, X-Squad Affiliates. Spreaker.com is where you can find the shows. Um, Vince Wright. Sports Governor of this great state of Minnesota. Sports Done Right is the show. And you've heard other shows here, man. A lot of good people doing a lot of great podcasting here. Um, Shows, X squad affiliates. Don't forget my friends over at IE Sports Radio. Big Larry and his show, Three and Out. Um, Ringside, the boxing show I do over there. Um, Been trying to really up my twitter presence i've actually grown my twitter followers here by over 400 in the past few months and just by talking sports listening to some other podcasts want to say what up to big uh, justin Extram out there the horned scolders podcast um he was on a couple weeks ago with us real nice dude um just everybody out there in twitter who took the time to listen to the show share the show retweeted everything else thank you thank you so much i really appreciate it um with that i'm gonna get out of here because i know we're getting late in the east coast here coming up on the 11 o'clock hour 10 o'clock here i guess to get up early make sure the motorcade is set to get the first daughter off to school tomorrow um on behalf of the first lady the birthday girl who says uh sends her best wishes to everybody i tried to actually get angie on tonight she didn't want to come on she uh had some work stuff she had to kind of get done here tonight. But she uh, maybe we can get her on next week, I hope so. Always fun when the first lady stops in and visits with us as well. I want to thank the Chief Rocker, Jersey Vern, as always, uh, for coming in and setting us straight on that New York point of view. Even though he's down in the ATL, he is forever, um, you know, Mr. Blue with his Giants want to thank everybody else in the chat room clay davis c mick again thank you c mick for popping in man don't be a stranger love having you up in here my man uh got to get reggie dollars and cents back up in here as well um we got to get that show going again grego mac um thorny switch uh, i think mocha was in here earlier she was uh new new queen was in here uh, everybody in the speaker.com chat rooms i don't have time to go through everybody's name thank you so much uh, really appreciated strong chat room strong chats tonight and everybody out there who by the way maybe isn't listening live but takes the time to listen on demand and gets at me on twitter or email everything thank you as as um as well the gov definitely appreciates that um again not looking good for the golden gopher basketball team it is all nebraska they're running up and down the floor making these gophers look stupid Ooh. this is looking like uh like it's not good down by 17 all right minnesota you got some work to do apparently but props to the vikings man all right we're gonna get on out of here thank you guys so much have a great night sports done right again tuesday nights. speaker.com check us out may have a little something this weekend a possible little preview show as now we are uh, getting to the point of some fisticuffs on the floor here everybody everybody wants to throw some punches nowadays amir coffee having to be restrained oh boy it is what it is but everybody good night best of luck to all the fans of the four teams in the college playoffs and sports done right we'll be back next week keep it tuned love y'all peace
1: thank you for listening to sports done right